0: at Brian McClanahan, like my Facebook page, at Brian McClanahan. And, of course, subscribe to my YouTube page, where you can watch this podcast, at Brian McClanahan. You'll find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free e-book, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours. Truly, you can support the show by going to McLanahanAcademy.com. McLanahanAcademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class when you do enroll. And, of course, if you purchase a course, you support this podcast, which is free of charge. But I do need financial support to keep this going and all the other things. So, McClanahan Academy has got lots of great classes. I have my newest course, which is the Founding Fathers. And when you enroll, free of charge again, you get the best deals on forthcoming courses. You get on the email list for that. And it's a great way to stay in touch with what I'm doing. On the backside of this, which, of course, is the Academy, and in very short order, there will be a new class. I know I just released a class, but this next one that I'm doing is so good. It's so good. It's going to be a four-part class. So good. You're going to want it. You're going to want it. Uh, So you want to be on the email list to find out when it comes out, which is going to be pretty soon, and how you're going to want to get on that. So, uh, go to mclanahanacademy.com and enroll. Also, you can go to brianmclanahan.com forward slash support. You can throw a few pennies my way, help, people, help keep the lights on, help keep the podcast going. You get your Brian McClanahan Show gear if you click on that Shop tab on my webpage. Lots of great stuff with my logo on it. Get the Think Locally, Act Locally logo, whatever you want to do. You can go to True, T-R-U-E, History.com. It's my affiliate link for Tom Woods Liberty Classroom. It's a great way to support the show. You get great educational content there. As always, please rate the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Please share it around on social media. Please help expand the audience. This is how we're going to get people thinking locally and acting locally. And I'm hoping with these shorter, more frequent podcasts, which uh, you're getting, we'll get more people listening that way as well. Don't forget, you can always get me five days a week. I do this show four days a week right now. You can get me the fifth day by listening to the Abbeville Institute podcast, which is available at abbevilleinstitute.org. That is everything Southern. So it's a little different take on things. But... Um, it is a fifth day of me every week. So, let's talk about the topic, and it's something that's, I think, in the news a lot, but you just, I mean, sometimes you'll see the term used, but it's this term Karen, right? What is a Karen? (laughs) What is this thing, a Karen, or a Ken? I, what this is, really, and I want to get to the heart of this problem in America. We do have a Karen and Ken problem in America, We use this term for busybody women, busybody men that run around trying to tell people what to do, calling the police on people for walking through the park, uh, excoriating you for not wearing a mask in public, doing these things that just offend people on a regular basis. We have Karens and Kens. These are busybody nincompoops who run around and make your life miserable. But at the heart of it, what are these people really? I think that's the question we have to get to because when you get to the bottom of what they are, it makes you, uh, I guess, have a full understanding, I think, of what the real issue is in America. And that real issue in America is the Puritan takeover of the United States. You see, I've said this before, But if you want to know what it's like to live in New England, just look around. Because New England is being put everywhere. And unfortunately, this is being uh, promulgated by both people on the left and the right. You see, because on the neoconservative right, you have a bunch of New Englanders. And what do I mean by that? Well, this is Lincolnian nationalism. You have to live like me. Live like me, you can't be like thee. You have to live like them, or they're going to tell you to take down your statues. Even though they're all backtracked. Whoa, well, wait, wait, I don't know if I should have said to take down the statues because now that's opening the door to everything. It's, Gee, you think you think you wouldn't open the door for the other busybodies to do this kind of stuff? Maybe you should just mind your own business. And then it would just be left alone. But no, no, you open the Pandora's box by being a bunch of busybodies. There's a term for this. It's not Karen and it's not Ken. It's a term we should use It's a term we should use all the time. We should call them Yankees because that's exactly what they are. They're Yankees. Yankees are busybodies who want everyone else to be like them and who have a view of liberty that's far different than what we conceptualize liberty to mean. You see, for most Americans and most most cultures in America, liberty means be left alone, do what you want. No, no, not to the Yankees. Not to the Karens, the Kens, the busybodies. Not to the Yankee busybodies who run around in every town. Every town has them. It doesn't matter if you're in the north or the south. There's so so much movement and transplants. I mean, the town that I live in has decided at some point they're going to make everyone wear a mask. Well, why? Because there's a lot of Yankee busybodies in this particular town. And uh, this is what they think they need to do. You see, their concept of liberty is far different from a normal person's concept of liberty, okay? And it's a negative sense of liberty, and it applies not just to what you can do, but also how you can do things. You see, because it's an elitist form of liberty as well. Again, liberty for me and not for thee. This is another part of it. This is why you see the political class, we call them hypocritical. No, 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 no. They have a Puritan notion of liberty, liberty for thee but not for liberty for me but not for thee right this is what they mean by this and their concept of liberty that's why Nancy Pelosi can sit behind a walled up compound in San Francisco and say I, you know I need walls to protect me but you don't need walls you don't need those things liberty for me but not for thee you see because certain people are given the liberties to do it but not others Because those people aren't worth it. And this is generally how those on the progressive left and on the neoconservative right conceptualize of liberty. They want to be able to do it, but then you can't do it. Or they want to exclude certain liberties for them, but then not for others. They want to set aside liberties for them, but but not, not for others. This is Puritan America. This is the Puritan culture. You see, culture matters. When we start talking about culture wars in America, it's not about race. And in reality, all of everything that we're going through, whether it's COVID, all of the racial tension in America, that's not really what's happening here. This is a cultural intellectual tension in America. That's all this is. It's about culture and forcing people, forcing their will onto people because they think this is right and they think this is the right way to do it. And dissenters will be crushed. You see, that's the other thing, because dissenters are dangerous to their conception of the world. So this is where you get into things like doxing and canceling and all the things that the left likes to do, because that's their puritanical form of liberty. This is why I've called Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the squad, I've called them political puritans, because this is exactly what they are. They're all Puritans. They're all Puritans. And it's not about purification, the purity of politics. No, no. It's about culture, and it's about what they think liberty actually means. They're all moronic because, I mean, what they're doing is not really liberty. Not in the sense that most Americans mean it. But to them it is because they can be free from you. So freedom is a a component of this. So I want to read, and I've told you to read this book several times. It is the best book on American culture in the 17th century ever written. It's David Hackett Fisher's Albion Seed. My newest class, which is going to be coming out, again, pretty soon, is going to be getting into some of these things that are in this book um, in a way that I've never done it before. So you're going to want that class. You're going to want it. You're going to want it, and it, particularly if you are interested in the South, you're going to want it. So, I want to read some of this book, some of the sections of this book, because it's so good. It's so good. So, he begins, this is on page 199 of his Albion Seed. He says, First, liberty often describes something which belonged not to an individual, but to an entire community. So think about that. Liberty in Puritan, Massachusetts was not individual. It was to an entire community. So when you look at what's happening with COVID right now. COVID. Well, just take that issue. Well, everybody has to wear a mask. Well, We all know masks don't really stop the spread of COVID at all. It doesn't really work. The general government said that. And now they've backtracked and said, well, I guess it might help. No, no. This is about power. This is about collective liberty. It's about saying, you know what, I don't, I'm afraid of COVID, so you're going to wear a mask just in case. And if you don't wear a mask, you're going to be put in jail, or you're going to be you know, booted out of the store, or we're going to harass you down the street as a Karen or a Ken. Really what you are, you're a Yankee. This is what's happening now. An entire community. So we have the liberty of the community to be free from COVID, even though this is not going to work, but we have the liberty to be free from COVID. For two centuries, the founders and leaders of Massachusetts wrote of the liberty of New England, the liberty of Boston, the liberty of the town. This usage continued from the Great Migration to the War of Independence and even beyond. Samuel Adams, for example, wrote more often about the liberty of America than about the liberty of individual Americans. Okay, Sam Adams from Massachusetts. He says, this idea of collective liberty or public liberty, as it was sometimes called, was thought to be consistent with close restraints upon individuals. It's a restraint on individual liberty. You must wear a mask. That means your individual liberty not to wear a mask. It's your body, it's your health not to wear a mask. If you get COVID, that's your problem. No, no. You have to wear the mask because that's protecting you. If you don't want to wear the seatbelt, it's not your... It's. I mean, this is a collective liberty thing. If you want to undo, it's not about individual liberty anymore. It's about collective liberty. In Massachusetts, those individual restrictions were numerous and often very confining. During the first generation, nobody could live in the colony without approval of the general court. You couldn't even live there unless the government said you could live there. Settlers, even of the highest rank, were sent. Prisoners to England for expressing diverse, dangerous opinions, or merely because the court judges and be persons unmet to inhabit here. Think about that phrase. People were sent to prisons in England for diverse, dangerous opinions. This is the Puritan view of the world. So when we talk about this, we say, this is progressive, this is communist, blah, blah, blah. No, this is Puritanical America. We're going to New England. If you want to see what would happen, the natural consequence of Puritans running over America after 1865, this is it. We're living in it. The only thing that could save it is the southern tradition, which is normalcy. It's what normal people think about with liberty. You know, I don't want to wear a mask. I can't wear a mask. Oh my gosh! We're gonna harass you. We're gonna get a bullhorn. We're gonna you cop aren't wearing a mask. You aren't wearing a mask. You want everybody to see this? Yeah, yeah. I want everybody to see this. Can't wear if you're uh, if you're Mike Gundy on the. Uh, you can't wear a shirt that says OAN on it, right? Because that's going to be you got to pay a million dollar fine for this. What stupidity? What I mean? What stupidity are we dealing with here? It's puritanical stupidity. It's Yankee do-goodism, Yankee busybodiness. It's not Karen and Ken. It's Yankees. That statue is a collective front. Is a front to my collective liberty to not be afraid of something, to not have something I don't like there. It's collective liberty, you see. So it must go. It's dangerous in their mind. It's a dangerous opinion. A dangerous opinion has to be has to land you in jail. You see, this is what we're dealing with now. We haven't gotten to the point of jail yet, but certainly, you know, taking away your ability to make money—if uh, the left thinks your opinion is dangerous, or the right thinks your opinion is dangerous—they want to do it too. This is not about uh, the the idea. It's not about the ideas necessarily. It's about the ideology. It's about the idea of liberty behind it. Others were not allowed to move within the colony except by special permission of the general court. For a time, the inhabitants of Dedham, uh, Sudbury, and and Concord were forbidden to move out of their towns because the general court believed that those frontier settlements were dangerously underpopulated. So here you are in your little town. You're like, man, this town stinks. i got to go. Nope, you can't leave. Can't leave. Now, think about how that, just fast forward to 1861, those southern states weren't dangerously underpopulated, but they couldn't leave. You can't leave. can't do it. That's, a, that's dangerous to the public liberty. <laughs> this is puritanical Massachusetts on steroids with invading another place to keep them in, in somewhere. That's puritanical America on steroids. This is what we have. Now, I know people get very upset because I get the emails. I get the comment. Why are you bashing Puritans? There's good Puritans out there doctrine other well, Because you know why? Because Puritans are the root of every single problem with society in America. They really are. It, it, there's no other way to describe it. Now, there's a difference between Puritan, public Puritans, and religious Puritans. If you and I know that religion, the Puritans formed the basis of how they did things, but they had a very different view on government. And one of the things that I'm going to point out in this new class, particularly in the South, is how so many Southerners viewed government as the problem nine times out of ten, rather than the solution to anything. Because, you see, government is always a coercive force, and it's always, it's always going to be used to benefit some at the expense of others. That's what government does. It picks winners and losers by default. And so when you have Puritans running this thing, they're going to pick their side as the winners. And if you dissent, they must crush you. Because the Puritan way for public liberty is not to live and let live, it's to crush them, to move them out entirely, to send them to jail for opposition. Don't want to wear your mask? Go to jail. This idea of collective liberty also was expressed in many bizarre obligations which New England towns collectively imposed upon their members. Eastham's town meeting, for example, ordered that no single man could marry until he had killed six blackbirds or three crows. Every town book contained many such rules. The general court also passed sweeping statutes which allowed the magistrates to suppress almost any act by any means. That's because of the public liberty they could suppress any act by any means. didn't matter what it was, they could suppress it. One such law, for example, threatened that, quote, if any man should exceed the bounds of moderation, we shall punish him severely. <laughs> think about this. And it's, it's arbitrary what that even meant. It was just up to the magistrate to decide what the bounds of moderation were. What does that mean? This is Puritan America. Liberty for me but not for thee. that's what we're getting in a, the Karen and a Ken is a Yankee Puritan. It doesn't matter where they're from. it doesn't matter if they were born somewhere else besides New England they have been infected with this disease and the only way to stop it is to start reading yourself of puritanical Yankees and that mindset not the people directly. I mean you know we can't do that but we can certainly get rid of the mindset. Stop listening to puritanical Yankees like Glenn Beck at times or mainstream conservative talk shows or uh, the Lincolnian nationalists that run the right or the progressives that run the left because this is all they are. They're all the same. We talk about establishment. It's because that idea of puritanical America won in 1865 by the sword and therefore was brought forward to everyone else in American society. New Englanders willingly accepted individual restraints, but insisted that they should be consistent with written laws, which they called the Fundamentals of the Commonwealth. Further, they demanded the liberty to impose these restraints upon themselves in their own way. This was what they meant by the public liberty of New England. Interference by outsiders meant fierce and implacable resistance. Public liberty was not merely a theoretic idea, as many brave British soldiers learned. New Englanders were not a warrior people, but many times from 1635 to 1775, they showed themselves willing to defend their public liberty even to the death. Well, this is, this is interesting because New Englanders, as uh, Winthrop or Winthrop, as they would say in New England, certainly uh, wanted to impose this on others, but did not want to be imposed upon themselves. That's also the liberty for me, but not for thee, you see. They didn't want anyone else telling them what to do. Don't tell me how to live in New Hampshire, but I'm certainly going to tell you how to live in South Carolina. You see, it's a a major, major problem. Uh, New Englanders also used the word liberty in a second way, which is foreign to our own time. When it referred to individuals, it often became a plural noun, liberties rather than liberty. These plural liberties were understood as specific exemptions from a condition of prior restraint, an idea which had long existed in East Anglia and in many other parts of the Western world. In the manner of Hengrave, Suffolk, for example, tenants were granted a specific liberty of fishing in the river, larks. Such a liberty was not universal or absolute. The river was closed to all other people. So, I have the liberty to do this. It's not about property. It's about public property. I have the liberty to do this here, but you can't. For example, if you're out protesting a progressive cause, you have a liberty to go do that. If you're not protesting a progressive cause, you shouldn't be there. You see, this is the collective liberties that we're talking about here. If you're out protesting George Floyd, Go out and do it all the time. Healthcare workers get out and protest. That's not going to affect anything whatsoever. But if Trump holds a rally in uh, in Tulsa, that's going to spike COVID. And look at all the cases that spiked because of that. It had all those other rallies that they didn't. They didn't spike any cases. That, that, that didn't create any, anything. Those the, COVID didn't go up because of all these other rallies. Because they were in the, in 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 terms of you know good rallies. They were for social justice. These other ones though are just because these are mean people. You see, cases only go up in the rallies we don't approve of, but cases don't go up in the ones we do approve of. You have all the right to go out and go to a big mass funeral, but you can't have it. Your own people can't have a funeral. See, you go back to culture. This is all puritanical Massachusetts. It's what this is. You want, you don't want this? Start telling these people and showing them what they are. They're a bunch of Yankees. And call them that. Don't call them Karens. Don't call them Kens. Call them Yankees and say, we don't want Yankees. It's a sneer. Don't be a Yankee. Has nothing to do with race, religion. Just don't be a Yankee. Anybody that's a busybody, know it all, can be a Yankee. That's the real problem. Clyde Wilson called it the Yankee problem of America. It's it really is what we're living in here. He says there are a great many of these liberties in East Anglican. Uh, Anglian communities, I'm sorry, during the early 17th century, a person's status was defined by the number and nature of liberties to which he was admitted. One person's liberty in this scene since became another's restraint. In Massachusetts, as in England, a person's rank was defined by the liberties that he possessed and vice versa. The laws of the Bay Colony granted some liberties to all men, others to all free men, and a few... Only to gentlemen. For example, a true gentleman and any man equal to a gentleman was granted the liberty not to be punished by whipping, unless his crime be very shameful and his course of life vicious and profligate. Other men had a lesser liberty not to be whipped more than forty stripes. Other liberties were assigned not to individuals at all, but to churches and towns and other social groups. Clearly, uh, Hackett Fisher says, this idea of liberty seems very narrow to modern Americans. No, it doesn't, because they're running around doing it all the time. Just look at the COVID stuff. We're not thinking liberty is exemption from prior condition of restraint, but of restraint is exemption from a prior condition of liberty, except in the COVID era, then it is. And he finishes this with the last kind of liberty, and it's one I've, I've talked about. There's four kinds. He goes into religious liberty. I don't want to talk about that one, because you know, that, that's a whole other thing, religious toleration and other things. But even though they had a different conception of that, uh, he says the words liberty and also freedom were used in yet a fourth way by the builders of the Bay Colony. Sometimes the people of Massachusetts employed the word freedom to describe the collective obligation to the body politic to protect individual members from the tyranny of circumstance. This is where we get into this idea of wearing a mask because it protects I'm afraid or that statue makes me afraid. So it has to go because it makes me afraid. So because one person Decides it makes me afraid. Well, we got to change this NFL team name or this MLB team name or whatever the stupidity thing we're doing today. Most Americans realize this is just a bunch of stupidity, and I think you know there are some that don't. They they're busybodies and they're vocal. Uh, but here we are with the with the Yankees. This is the Yankee problem. The, it's not a Karen and Ken problem. It's a Yankee problem, and it's built on this Puritan conception of culture that is ingrained in American society across the political spectrum. Again, it has nothing to do with race, religion, origin. You get this Yankee problem. And the, the one history professor at Gettysburg College wants to take down Confederate monuments at the battlefield of Gettysburg because he's a Yankee. You see? He's a Yankee. He's a busybody. I run by here every day and I wonder what these things... Well, I'm offended by these things. So we have to take them down because one person decides they're offended? How stupid is that? How stupid? And this person should just be called out for being stupid. So, we have a Yankee problem in America built on this Puritan conception of culture. So culture matters. What we're dealing with is a culture war, but it's not just... American culture versus this culture or, you know, right-wing culture, left-wing culture, Marxist culture. It's not just that. It's part of Western civilization. It's a component of Western civilization that's consuming the rest, and that is this puritanical East Anglia concept of liberty. It's destructive. And this is why, in England, the Puritans were despised and why they ended up had to go to America. You see, they were despised in England so much they had to go. Now, it didn't mean this stuff didn't stick around, but they had to go. Unfortunately, we can't send them anywhere else now. We just have to, you know, they're around us. Unless you talk about decentralization, which is the, which is the panacea to this. If we decentralize, then New England could keep their liberty the way they want up there, and California and everywhere else, and everyone else could keep the liberty they want in their areas, too. That is, think locally, act locally, which is what's so important and why it's actually the peaceful solution to all of these problems. But we also need to educate people and say, you know what? This Puritan form of liberty is idiotic, and it needs to go away too. All right, that's it. I've gone a little long, longer than I normally do in these podcasts, but I wanted to get this in. So I'll see you next time on The Brian McClanahan Show.